Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, and I am the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And welcome to another edition of the State of the Saints podcast right here on Facebook.com and YouTube. Thank you very much for tuning in. On this edition, it is the Saints Q&A edition of the State of the Saints podcast. This show is when I take questions from uh, listeners of the, the podcast and also viewers of the podcast and um, is anything goes uh, any saints questions that you may have for me um, I will answer your questions uh, but first I want to say thank you to each and every one of you that are checking out this live right now taking time out of your busy schedule you know there's a lot going on in the sports world right now it's probably uh, folk the, the sports world is mostly focused on college football and uh, even though you know, we kind of focus on the New Orleans Saints on this on this show. I will make an exception for that because uh, I know a lot of people who love the New Orleans Saints, love the LSU Tigers, the national champions who play in the SEC. And we know that the SEC has decided that they are going to continue, uh, you know, to have football games in the fall, even though the Pac-12 and the Big Ten decided to suspend uh, their season. So we're going to implement that. So if anybody got any questions about that, uh, feel free to uh, comment, uh, you know, in in the chat. Um, This is not going to be a long show. Um, This is going to be a a, a relatively short show um, on this edition of the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, For those that know, I took over duties at the uh, radio station. I'm I'm over the morning show right now. Uh, So my shift is from 6 to 10. So I stay about an hour away from the radio station. So your boy have to get up at like 430 in the morning. So uh, I want to make sure that I answer, uh, you know, uh, you know, a good amount of questions from the Huda Nation. But your boy also need to get some sleep. All right. <laughs> but um, I want to give a special shout out to everybody in the chat right now. Shouts out to Jasper. Uh, he was up first. Uh, my guy chosen in here. Dalton. What's going on, Dalton? We got Earl. We got ENT, my ninja. Uh, we got Jerry Poor, as always. We got uh, Orlin. Uh, we got uh, Calvin, Joe. Uh, so thank y'all very much. Um, see people filing in accordingly. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, this is your show. This is your episode. Feel free to ask me any questions that you want. And, uh, you know, I'm going to try to answer as many as I can. Okay. So thank y'all very much. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mark says, bruh. I believe, hold on, let me pull it up. He says, bruh, I believe Drew is done in New Orleans and uh, all schools should stay closed. What are your thoughts? Uh, Well, for Drew being done in New Orleans, uh, he's not done. <laughs> I still think he has something left in the tank. Uh, Probably, this probably this year. I don't see him playing after this year. Um, I really think that he took into consideration coming back this season. Um, I really think that Drew Brees is going to hang it up, win or lose. Um, I think that he just uh, came back to take one more shot at it. And uh, I think after that, he's probably going to go ahead and uh, focus on his broadcasting career and also some of his business ventures that he have outside of football. And I get it, man. Drew Brees, I mean, he is the whispers. He understands that he needs another Super Bowl to solidify himself as being an all-time great. You know, there's always a level of skepticism when it comes to Drew Brees. Uh, especially, you know, people feel like the Saints are just a past happy team. And not to mention around 2010 to about 2015, uh, the New Orleans Saints weren't very good on defense. So it, it required Drew Brees to throw the football all over the place in order to keep the Saints in the games. So 
the only way you can hush the naysayers and hush the, the critics is to win another Super Bowl. I mean, we've seen Peyton Manning do it at the latter years of his career. We've seen John Elway do it in the twilight of his career. So I feel like Drew Brees is trying to follow that same uh, path, and hopefully he can get himself another Super Bowl. But it's going to take more than Drew Brees just going out there, throwing the football and flinging it all over the place. It has to be that Sean Payton understands that Drew Brees is not the guy that's going to lead you to the Super Bowl. I mean, I look at people like John Fox. You know, he understood that, you know, he he understood that, you know, the the defense had to uh, lead Peyton Manning when he was the coach of the Denver Broncos. Even though he didn't get them over that hump, you know, they got shellacked by Seattle. I mean, he still laid the blueprint for Gary, uh, Gary Kubiak to come in and take over. And they won the Super Bowl then, but don't get it twisted. It was because of John Fox's defensive philosophy that he left behind. And it was also because they decided to run the football and put an offensive line behind him. So hopefully the Saints can follow the blueprint by playing good defense and running the football to help out their 41-year-old quarterback. And hopefully he can win that second Super Bowl so he can finally be known as a top 10 quarterback when he gets it all said and done. Uh, let me see. Uh TJ's old background says, you cheating on me, bro. How many chances can I give? <laughs> well, thank you very much for the $2, TJ's old background. Uh, well, the old background is still around here somewhere. You know, I mean, I might bring it out every now and then, you know, but as right now, we're going green screen, man. We're going green screen from now on, you know. Um, we're moving forward here on the State of Saints podcast, and uh, we're just trying to you know, give you all the best content possible. So it wouldn't be possible without any of you. So thank y'all so much. Uh, let's see. Dexter says, uh, what up, TJ Jones, the host? Can't wait for the run the football merch to arrive in Canada. <laughs> well, uh, Dexter, I mean, you can uh, order the State of the Saints uh, podcast, run the football t-shirt. It's available, man. I, I'll send the link and, uh, you know, you can, Order a shirt if you want to, man. I'm not one of those people that be like, man, order this. I got this merch going. Nah, man. You know, like if if you want to order a shirt, you can. And you know, if you if you don't, that's fine by me too. You know, I just appreciate you stopping by. Thank you very much, Dexter. Thank you so much. Uh, let's see. It says Jason Crockett says you see us having a top five defense. Uh. Mm, that's that's a tough one right there that's a tough one and i just thought i just thought about something dexter you're absolutely right you just you just you just uh put something into my mind yeah i just thought about something with the um, conversation me and dexter had but anyway as far as the top five defense um uh i really think it's obtainable um if you look at all of the things that the saints have done over the last three to four years i don't see a reason why I mean, when you look at the chemistry aspect of the team, I mean, you look at uh, Lattimore and, and Williams and, and, and all, you know, people like Davenport and, and people like C.J. Garner-Johnson going into the second season. Most of these guys have played together, you know what I'm saying, and came into the, the NFL together or came alone, you know what I'm saying, in bet between those uh, three to four years. So I do think that the Saints have a level of chemistry that most teams do not have. The problem that I feel like the New Orleans Saints have is the fact that I feel like these guys are a little bit too jittery, in my opinion. Um, I think that they they know what to do. I think that they have the skill set to do it. I think they have the ability to do it. But it just, I don't know if the lights are just, uh, just a little bit too bright for them 
But I just don't feel like the Saints have any excuses to not have a top five defense, Jason. Uh, the fact that you lose in heartbreaking fashion two years in a row, you can count three if you add the Minnesota Vikings game uh, twice in the playoffs. Um, that, that shouldn't be an excuse. I mean, you should be as cool as a cucumber, you know what I'm saying, as far as um, down the stretch is concerned. I think the New Orleans Saints can have a top five defense, but it's up to the guys that are in the locker room. Do they want a top five defense? And could they sustain a level of uh, prosperity or have prosperity throughout the entire season? I think it's attainable, but it's really up to them. Uh, Ann says, are we still going to have football season this year? Uh, and honestly, it's looking like it. And, and I got to say, you know, I, I mean, we have been very skeptical and, and, and very uh, critical of uh, Roger Goodell and the NFL and the way that they're approaching things. Uh, we've had debates here on the State of the Saints podcast about uh, should they have a season, shouldn't they have a season, are these players being selfish, are we being selfish? We have these conversations. And the thing about it is uh, they have done outstanding jobs so far. I mean, we haven't seen or heard about any COVID cases. Uh, uh, players are being disciplined. I've even um, looked at an article um, on ESPN.com that's saying that players are actually creating bubbles for themselves. Uh, they're they're committing to uh, staying around their teammates rather than going home, uh, spending most time at the facility and not making any outside risk that can cause them to be affected or uh, cause them to contract uh, COVID-19. So as long as players are doing this and as long as they can continue to go in a positive direction and nobody goes out there and get their Lou Williams on, okay, and go out there and try to go to the club or go hang out and I think that we should be okay. But I think that as long as they start to uh, think about themselves and go out there and do something reckless, then I think that's when we'll start to have problems. But so far, so good. I think that they, if they if they do what they have been doing, I think they can sustain it. Calvin says, uh, so what do you think about the new linebacker we got from Philadelphia? Um, you're talking about Nigel Bradham, okay? Um, Nigel Bradham. It is a is a really good linebacker. Um, he's one of those guys that uh, he's like a Demario Davis type guy. You know what I'm saying? A guy that that was consistent, a guy that that did all the things right, but you never really heard of him. I mean, Demario Davis played for Cleveland and he played for the Jets, and we didn't really hear about him. And when Demario Davis got signed by the New Orleans Saints, I mean, he came in with very little fanfare, but he's a fan favorite now. And Nigel Brandon was kind of the same way. Wasn't the guy that, that had the name like a Fletcher Cox or, you know, or J, uh, Jake Long or, you know, what I'm saying, uh, you know, Michael Bennett or anything like that, or even a Malcolm Jenkins on the defense. But he was one of those guys that was consistent uh, when he put his hand on the running back or a tight end. They went down or a wide receiver. Uh, he has good sideline to sideline speed. He can cover uh, running backs and tight ends. And he's a very smart player as well. Um Jim Swartz rant and raved about him. You know, he felt like he was one of the bright spots of the defense and one of the most unheralded heroes uh, of the Philadelphia Eagles when they made that Super Bowl run. So I think that he can bring a, a level of knowledge um, and his instincts to the New Orleans Saints. And it's not like it's, it's not possible that he can't make the team and be a starter. I mean, even though we know that the Saints have some quality guys like Kiko Alonso, and uh, Alex Azzalone, these guys have a history of being injured. So Nigel Brown, you know what I'm saying, is a guy that can actually come in alongside the Mario Davis, possibly play the Sam or the Will, you know what I'm saying? Or, I mean, 
but he can play like different positions at linebacker and help out. I mean, honestly, I think that the linebacker room is looking really good. If you add a young rookie like Zach Vaughn and, um, and also Bachi, the rookie out of Michigan state, these are young guys that can actually come in and contribute. And Nigel Branham, who was a seasoned veteran, I think he will add a, a very interesting dynamic to the defense. And he definitely is going to give people like Alex Azzalone a run for their money to be in that starting rotation. Uh, let's see. Uh, thank you very much for the $5. Uh, TJ's unusual hat. You cheating on me too, bro. You didn't tell me you had side hats. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying? Like I have uh, quite a few of these, these type of hats, man. You know, um, my unapologetic hats. I got them in different colors, man. So. I don't think I'm cheating on, you know, uh, I try to switch them up every now and then. <laughs> uh, Linda says, uh, what do you think the Saints going to look like this season? Oh, uh, that's a good question, Linda. And thank you so much. Um, I've I, I never seen you um, on a chat before. So welcome, you know, and y'all y'all give a special shout out to Linda, man, because this is my first time actually seeing her in the chat. So y'all show us some love. Let her know we family here. Uh, but um, Linda, that's a very good question. Um, I think that they're going to have a really good season. Um, I do think that the Saints are going to have uh, some ups and downs. So uh, I feel like uh, there is going to be uh, teams that are going to have to be testing themselves against the New Orleans Saints. The Saints have been one of the best teams over the last three to four years in the National Football League. And when you have teams that are trying to emerge and make a name for themselves, they try to measure themselves up against elite teams. So the Saints, are, even though they're not the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, we know that the Super Bowl champions – um, gets every team's best shot but I feel like elite teams also get teams best shots that's the reason why I feel like when the Saints actually go up against low level teams or teams that when we critique them and have predictions we think the Saints are going to blow them out it don't turn out to be that way because those teams play with a lot of pride they play with a lot of passion and they want to beat teams that they consider elite so I think the Saints are going to have a few slip ups, man. You know, I think they're not going to have 13 and three. They're not going to have, excuse me, a 13 and three season. I think they're going to kind of slip off between 12 and four, 11 and five. I'm leaning more towards 11 and five, but I think they're still going to have a solid season. I think they're going to make the playoffs and I still think they're going to win the division, even though the division this year is going to be well more formidable than it was on last season. So I really, I really think that they're going to have a good season. Thank you very much, Linda. Troll says, uh, yo, what's next, TJ? Lucky socks? Uh, <laughs> nah, I ain't got no lucky socks, man. No lucky socks at all, you know. Um, I'm not really superstitious when it comes to stuff like that. You know, I'm not superstitious at all. So I don't know, man, but no lucky socks coming this way. Uh, Brian, what's going on? And um, Brian, thank you very much, man, for following me on Twitter. Uh, thank you, Brian. Um, and if you have not already and you are on Twitter, follow me at State of Saints. Ryan says, oh, what do you think about the Pac-12 and the Big 12 canceling their season in college football? Brian, thank you very much for breaking the ice. Um, I said uh, before the show, I did a little bit of a disclaimer. I said that we're dealing with, uh, you know, uh, different circumstances. Normally, we try to stay on topic with the New Orleans Saints. But because of everything that's going on in, in the world of college football, I thought that we might implement a little bit of it and talk a little bit about it. So to answer your question, Brian, what do I think about it? Um, I think that it's sad. Um, I think that it's so unfortunate that the Pac-12 and the Big uh, Big Ten have decided to uh, cancel their season. 
even though let's go ahead and make this very clear i think that the big 10 being called the big 10 is absolutely stupid when you got 12 teams but i digress anyway um i feel like i feel bad for some of these these college players out there okay yeah you got people like trevor lawrence who is going to probably go first pick overall and justin fields who's going to be a top five pick and jamar chase who's going to be a top five pick and you got all these different players out here that pretty much solidified themselves last season and the last image that we have is them dominating in the world of college football but what about those players that are on the bubble that were looking forward to having a solid season to go out there and prove that they actually have what it takes in order for them to be successful uh, that senior that could have had a, a magical season and probably could have boosted his draft stock I think about it like this, folks, and I want you to understand this. And I said this and I posted it on my State of the Saints podcast Facebook page. I said, if COVID-19 happened last season, we would have never known how good Joe Burrow would have been. Because Joe Burrow, the year before he became the Heisman Trophy national champion that he is, he wasn't very good. I mean, he was average at best. And he had that magical season this past season, and he's the first pick overall. But what would happen if COVID-19 would have happened last season? Joe Burrow probably would have been a fourth or fifth-round pick. So I feel bad for players in that regard. But I want these college players to be safe. I want these college players to not have to worry about putting themselves in harm's way for organizations and, and, and universities that don't give a damn about them who use them for their own advantage. And the only reason why people like the SEC and the ACC are parading these young kids out here, number one, is because college football is the closest thing that we can have to slavery, okay? They use these players until they use them up, and then they just ship them on out the door, you know what I'm saying, and, and get a whole new batch of players to go ahead and take their place. So they don't really care. These players have to look out for themselves. And I like the fact that they're unionizing and they're working together and they're interacting with each other, you know, all across the country. Don't allow these universities to use you to exploit you for their own gain because they got money, you know what I'm saying, tied up into your success and your jersey sales and coming to the game and people buying tickets and people buying merchandise and all this other stuff that's going on. I feel like college football has a problem. It's been had a problem. And now it's pretty obvious. You know, we, we used to say that college football didn't give a damn about these college players. But now when you look at people like the SEC and the ACC, I think we pretty much know what we've been knowing for the past 40, 50 years, that they don't give a damn about these players at all. So that's what I feel about college football. Do you think Peyton will run the ball more to let Drew arm rest? Uh, Michael? Uh, I hope so. Okay. I'm not very optimistic because Sean Payton is Sean Payton and Sean Payton is going to Sean Payton. Okay. We're going to talk about running the football until we're blue in the face. We're going to get so frustrated and mad at Sean Payton. We're going to, uh, get on social media and, and basically, you know, saying, read him the riot act and Sean Payton is going to continue to tell us like he told the guy at Rouse's to pay attention to our meat. Okay. And in our case, you know what I'm saying? Worry about what you do for a living. I'm worried about what I do for a living. Sean Payton has a problem. Sean Payton needs to run the football. He needs to be committed to the run. But, you know, I feel like this is a, a, a topic that we just beat 
you know what I'm saying, to to we can't beat it anymore. We beating this dead horse to death. Um, but Tom Payton is gonna be who he is, and um, I don't think he listens to anybody. But as long as they don't run the ball or commit to the run, I hate to say it, folks, but we're gonna have the same heartbreak every single year. Because as long as he thinks that Drew Brees can lead you to the promised land by throwing the ball 30 plus times a game. We're going to set ourselves up for heartbreak year after year after year, folks. Sorry. That's my opinion. I could be wrong. Uh, Jason says, who do you think is going to be our defensive rookie of the year? Uh, our defensive rookie of the year. Um, I would have to say Zach Bond. You know, like I feel like Zach Bond is a smart player. And I think he does a lot of things well. And I got a lot of confidence in him. He's not a household name. We didn't know him like we knew Patrick Queen or Kenneth Murray. But that doesn't mean a guy can't come in and, and play and, and do really well. You know, like I look at people like Azalone, he wasn't a household name. Marcus Williams wasn't a household name. Uh, Alvin Kamara wasn't a household name. But these are guys that we respect and we like, you know, as, as far as being Saints players and came in and contributed in a big way. Okay, so uh, who's to say that Zach Bond can't do the same thing? I feel like he can. And um, if you get into the room and you start to study and you cram and you, you surround yourself with positive energy and surround yourself with veterans that can teach you the right way, like Demario Davis and Cam Jordan, I think he'll be okay. Greg, what's going on, man? Appreciate you stopping by. Thank you for joining the live. Uh, Dexter said, I meant I can't wait for my order to arrive. Got a mug, T-shirt, a kid shirt, and sticker, man. Man, bless you, man. <laughs> I appreciate that, Dexter. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for thank you for getting it, man. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. You know, and uh, you know, I, I appreciate that support, man. Thank you so much. Uh Toddy says, Do you think uh Azalone and Davenport make it through the year? And if not, they're here next year. Uh yeah, I think Davenport is Azalone. I'm not so sure about. Um, I'm not so sure about that. Um, I think that the Saints are committed to Davenport being that he was a first round draft pick. They gave up um, so much to get him. Um, Alex Azzalone, as good as he is, man, he, he's he's getting into a Sean Lee territory here. You know, like a guy that that's a good, solid player, does good things on the field, but we're not seeing him enough. So if he doesn't have a good season, there is a strong possibility that the Saints might decide to uh move on from him but it'll be unfortunate man I, I i would hate to lose Azalone because i feel like he's one of those guys that can possibly get it together and end up being very solid for another team but that's the way it goes sometimes man sometimes play, players have to leave to find themselves you know so hopefully that's not the case with Azalone. he gets a little bit of success this year robert carter says how do you feel about marquez calloway Oh, honestly, you know, I'm not going to say like I'm a, 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 you know, a draft scout buff or anything like that. I wasn't just watching Callaway in college like most of you probably was. But I know he does some some really good things. You know, I, I watched a little bit of his highlights. I watched a little bit of his lowlights. Um, I think that he has uh, some speed. Um, I think that he kind of suffered at Tennessee because he didn't have uh, talent around him. He never really had a solid quarterback. And uh, I think that he has all the tools to be really successful. And the number one tool that he possessed that I like is his confidence. Um, confidence is something that can really help you. Uh, when you have confidence, 
you know, it, it can kind of make up for some of the things that you lack. And, you know, the fact that he has speed, the fact that he has elusiveness, the fact that he has okay hands, I think that he can make the team. Uh, might start off on a practice squad or even on special teams, being an alternate from Deontay Harris from time to time. Uh, but I think that he can bring something to the table. And I think that the Saints are going to give him a good look. And the fact that the Saints decided to get rid of people like Christian Hogan and Tommy Lee Lewis a couple weeks ago, and he's still here, that goes to show you right there that the Saints think that they uh, they got something there. So they want to take a good look at him. Chosen says, uh, oh, he's talking to uh, Linda right there, man. Shouts out to Linda once again, man. Y'all show us some love. New in, t- new in the chat. Like I said, I've never really seen her before. If you have been here, I apologize, but we just never seen you. And just give her a shout out. Uh, Brian, uh, thank you very much for the $2. You said, can we talk about my farts tonight? <laughs> oh, I mean, uh, are you exposing yourself? Is Brian, is Brian, is he the, is he the infamous? I be ripping him. We, we don't know who I be ripping him is. He's the, he's the mysterious uh he's the mysterious commenter here on the state of the saints podcast so is brian or is it Dwayne? who is i be ripping I, that we i guess we'll never know but thank you very much for the two dollars brian uh d moore says will the Saints secondary be as aggressive as the defensive front uh i think that they're going to have some aggression there because you add janoris jenkins and malcolm jenkins okay the law office of jenkins and jenkins uh but I think that you add some seasoned veterans, some guys that are not afraid to go get it, guys that are not afraid to make mistakes, and guys that are not afraid to make plays. So I think there's going to be some aggression, and I think that those guys doing it at, at on a high level, I think that they can actually ask and demand excellence from some of these other players that might play a little bit timid. And they'll probably, you know, um, encourage these guys to fly around the field. So I think that's the pop, there's a possibility that, that might happen. Dalton says, I'm a defensive guy, but would Davenport have a break? Would he have a breakout season? Uh, honestly, Dalton, I, I really feel like he might have a breakout season. Before he got hurt, he was coming on pretty strong. And um, I feel like uh, Davenport is going to have double-digit sacks. And if he does have double-digit sacks, I feel like the entire NFL is going to be in trouble. This guy flashes across your screen from time to time. It's just a matter of being consistent about doing so. So I do think that he's going to have a solid season, and I do feel like he's going to have double-digit sacks for the first time uh, in his career. Johnny says, uh, do you think the Saints just said F it and bring Antonio Brown in for a playoff run? Um, Johnny, I don't know about that because some things have to happen in order for the New Orleans Saints uh, to make sure to make sure that the New Orleans Saints would have him for the playoffs. Number one, they'll probably have to sign him between, you know what I'm saying, weeks two and four, you know what I'm saying, or even around week eight in order for you to have him for the playoffs, okay? Because he's got to miss at least eight games, okay? He got to miss eight games. You got, you know what I'm saying, and he can't be around a facility or anything like that. So you can't, like, get him uh, acclimated to the playbook and all that kind of stuff. And you can't work with him outside of his suspension. So the Saints would have to come in, you know what I'm saying, make sure that they kind of get him early. That way, you know what I'm saying, he could probably take part in some training camp stuff and at least he'll have a playbook. You know what I'm saying? He'll be able to, you know what I'm saying, go out here and learn the playbook. So by the time week eight come, he'll be ready to rock and roll. 
that's you know what I'm saying that's the that's the one thing. But I don't feel like the New Orleans Saints are going to do that. I think the Saints brought him in. I think Sean Payton took a look at him. The fact that Antonio Brown came in with the entourage when Sean Payton told him not to. The fact that he came in with the cameras when Sean Payton told him not to. The fact that he was walking around the city and politicking like he was Joe Biden or Donald Trump on a presidential run. You know, I think that he just left a bad taste in Sean Payton's mouth. And we know that Sean Payton really don't like distractions on the team of the New Orleans Saints. We seen what they did to Brandon Cooks when Brandon Cooks was complaining about a game against the Rams when he didn't get no catches. We seen what he did to Junior Gallette when it came to uh, Junior Gallette's girlfriend, quote unquote. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Talking about Sean Payton being a pill popping womanizer. You know what I'm saying? And moving the team out to West Virginia to be around his girlfriend. Seeing what happened to him. We seen what happened to Delvin Bro. The list goes on and on. Akeem Hicks. So he doesn't like distractions. And I feel like uh, Antonio Brown, even though it seems like, you know, he's doing all the right things right now, he will be a distraction. It's only a matter of time before he gets upset that Michael Thomas getting more passes thrown his way than he is. So I don't know if you want to go through that type of stress. But I will have a, a, another alternative for everybody. I think that the Saints might need to possibly bring back uh, Dez Bryant. I mean, take a look at him. You know what I'm saying? Dez Bryant, you know what I'm saying, is an old and just broken down. I feel like he just kind of got blackballed uh, by the NFL and the Dallas Cowboys. And I don't know if Jerry Jones out here uh, got something over his head or Jerry Jones like told other, uh, you know, franchise owners not to sign him. I don't know what's going on. But I don't think that Dez Bryant is just so broken down to a point where he can't contribute in the slot or contribute in goal line situations. I, I guarantee you he'll be better than Brandon Coleman was in the past. He'll be better than Adrian Ayrton was in the past. And I'm pretty sure he'll be better than what Emmanuel Butler would be. So uh, why not bring in Dez Bryant? He looks ready. He looks willing. He's always working out. He looks like he's in good shape. And he's just uh, waiting around for a phone call. So why not go out there and test the tires? I'd rather have him than, De- um, than Antonio Brown. Excuse me. I'd rather have him. But that's a good question. Let's throw down a little bit. Let's go to, let me see if anybody, I, that's pretty much the same people are asking questions here. Let's stop with Dalton. Uh, Dalton says, what do you think about uh, C.J. Garner-Johnson changing his name? Uh, man, look, I said this on the last show, Dalton. Uh, I really don't care what his name is. I don't care if he was uh, C.D. Lamb, you know what I'm saying, uh, I don't care if he was CD, whatever he said his name is. I don't care. I, I really don't care what his name is. CD Deuce, I think, was what he said. But I, I really don't care what he changed his name to. As long as he's going out there and he's being productive. As long as he's going out there and putting forth a, be- a really good performance and really just doubling up and, and playing better than he did his rookie season, which he had a really solid season. So if he can play better than he did last season, I think the Saints have something there. So I just think that this guy – you know, I mean, that's just the way that he is. He kind of wired that way, you know, to kind of stand out. I mean, I knew he'd be doing some rapping in his spare time and all of that. So I really don't mind it as long as he plays. I don't care what he, he changed his name to. You know, I don't, I don't care what his name is. As long as his name, uh, you know what I'm saying, is up there for a tackle and not a, not a, a person breaking a tackle from him. I'm good. Uh, let's see. Do you expect a breakout season from Shy Tuttle? Uh, Robert, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm probably going to be in the minority with this, but no. Um, I don't see a breakout season for Shai Tuttle. Um, I think that Shai Tuttle had a solid season. He came on late. 
Um, but I just think we need to pump the brakes on Shy Tuttle. You know, like pump the brakes. Let's see this um, in a complete uh, season. You know what I'm saying? Not coming on late when everybody kind of broken down, tired, and hurt. You know, come on at the beginning of the season. Let's see what you got. So I'm going to reserve my judgment uh, to all the facts come out right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to say, okay, I, I don't want to say no. I know I said no at the beginning. But I'm just going to reserve my judgment. And I hope that he has a good season because he has a lot of uh, a lot of good qualities, man. I mean, we all know about that stiff arm that he did on Matt Ryan. <laughs> Levi Green says, do you think we have the most depth at defensive line? I don't want to say we got the most depth, uh, but we got a solid defensive line. I um, mean, that's what you want. You know what I mean, you want a good rotation. Uh, the 49ers last year had a good rotation. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs had a good rotation. Uh, believe it or not, the Philadelphia Eagles for, for the time being had a good rotation. So I think the Saints have a good solid rotation, and I think they can do some um, do some damage as long as everybody stay hurt. I mean, stay healthy, excuse me, not stay not be hurt. We don't want that. Uh, Ramsey says, what up, TJ? Uh, Dennis Allen needs to give the Mario Davis a bigger role on defense because he is a very smart defensive-minded player. Uh, Ramsey, uh, he does have a very important role. I don't know what people understand about football. You know what I'm saying, Rams? I'm pretty sure you do. But when you're playing the mic, I mean, that is a tough position to play. I mean, you got to call out the offenses. You got to make sure that, you know what I'm saying, you got to know if it's a run or a pass. Or you got to know what – it's like a it's like a chess match between the quarterback and you. So he's already doing a lot of things out there. I don't feel like, you know what I'm saying, anything else would – make him stand out even more he's an incredible player you know he's a smart player and he's a good human being so i think the saints were very lucky lucky to have him we're lucky to have him in a who that nation a guy that go, goes out there and uh, not only plays to the best of his ability but he goes out there and live his life to the best of his ability so i think we have the best of both worlds when it comes to that tro says tj with trey wayne's pulling a, a pectoral muscle can we uh, 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 unload either P. Rob or PJ for a late round pick? Um, I don't know, man. Look, two guys that that are liabilities. Two guys, uh, you know that that you can't really trust in certain situations. Patrick Robinson for the last couple of years, uh, been on been in the uh, the rehab room more than he's been on the field. And PJ Williams, God bless him. You know, he, he hasn't played well. So I don't think that anybody is going to give up anything for either one of those guys. Uh, you're lucky if you get a McGriddle for these guys, a, a big breakfast, uh, uh, you know, all-American, uh, you know, breakfast at Waffle House. You know what I'm saying? A, 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 what, a, um, a two for two. You know what I'm saying? You, you're lucky you get that. Uh, I, I don't know, man. You're not going to get nothing for these guys. I mean, nobody's going to give anything for these guys. You know what I'm saying? I think I may have like a – I think I got a – I'm looking at my desk right here. I think I got a tack right here. You know what I'm saying? I probably can uh, get traded for him, or maybe this mouse here. Probably can uh, trade this mouse. Um, I don't know. I got a I got a hat right here. I think I got my controller on the floor. Uh, maybe a remote control here. Um, maybe we can go that route, but you're not going to get any route. You're not going to get any draft picks for those guys. Not at all. Uh, Neville says, uh, who that, TJ? Uh, somebody tell me why they not signing Griffin. Uh, I don't know. You know, that's a good question. I don't know if it has something to do with the pandemic. 
or it has something to do with the fact that I think the NFL kind of closed signings off for a while. That's that's what I thought. You know what I'm saying? They, and they just lifted that. So I don't know if that affected it or the fact that the Saints just feel like they're comfortable with what they have. You know, Everson Griffin, I think he, he can be a really key contributor to the team when it comes to his leadership and his high motor. But maybe the Saints feel like they good with what they have. So maybe maybe they'll go that route. Uh, this is also a question from Tro. He says, uh, Terrell Owens uh, just raised Tyreek Hill and he's still fast. Yeah, he's still fast, but he's still 46 years old. And, um, you know, even though he, he has the body of somebody that like in the early 20s, he's still old. You know what I'm saying? So, nah, nah I ain't feeling that. <laughs> Brian says, uh, how do you think uh, snaps will be split between Breeze and Taysom between that Breeze is planning to retire after this season. You know, I asked that question um, to Mike Triplett last week on the State of the Saints podcast, and I encourage you, if you haven't seen it, um, it's on the Facebook page. It's the interview I did with Mike Triplett, and I asked him that same question. And Mike said he don't see that happening. You know, you know he can't see Drew Breeze coming off the field and allowing, you know, Taysom Hill to rather, you know what I'm saying, get those snaps. Now, I do feel like the New Orleans Saints are going to try to utilize Taysom in a passing game a little bit more than they did. It was mostly him uh, during an RPO game. But I do feel like they're going to try to get him involved in a passing game. But it's not going to be to a, a, you know, to a point where it will disrupt Drew Brees' rhythm. So I do think you're going to see him maybe like maybe like three or four more times than you normally would in a regular game. But I don't think it's going to be to a point where we really see a huge difference. Uh, let's see. If the Saints win the Super Bowl, finish this statement. If the Saints finish this, if the Saints win the Super Bowl, Drew Brees is top three or top five. Okay, like that, that's the only thing that's kind of holding him back. So if the Saints win the Super Bowl, Drew Brees is top three or top five. You know, so that's the way that's that's my finished that's my finished statement there. Kimo says, What's good, TJ? Uh who you feel will be the starter at the linebacker position with the new addition and a healthy Alex Azalone? Well, it's gonna be Alex Azalone because uh, Alex Azalone knows the playbook more than Nigel Branham. Uh, you know, man, it's not like Alex Azalone can't play. It's the fact that he's been getting hurt. When he's in a game, he plays well. He's a solid linebacker with good instincts and can e- can easily uh, intercept the ball or force a fumble. So we seen him uh, force a fumble, uh, you know what I'm saying, against Jason Witten. We seen him uh, helicopter uh, Julio Jones back in the day. This guy can play. So I'm not concerned about that. It's just the fact that he just can't stay healthy. So I do think he has the advantage over Nigel Bradham. I'll take that all-star breakfast. Yeah, man, me too. I'll definitely take that all-star breakfast uh, yeah, over P.J. Williams. You know, an all-star breakfast, you know, I'll I take, like I said, a big breakfast, uh, you know what I'm saying, some Wheaties, uh, you know what I'm saying, some honey bunches of oats. I'll take any of that, <laughs> either one of those guys, for real. At least I know I have something that's a part of a complete breakfast, you know what I'm saying, and not something that ain't a part of a complete defense, straight up. <laughs> uh inevitable what's going on man he says pj williams uh stay practicing social distancing for 
<laughs> and you ain't lying about that, man. Look, if anybody knew that COVID-19 was coming, I, I think I have a theory. I, I think PJ knew it was coming before we even did. Because like you said, he was practicing social distancing years ago. Years ago. Uh, we're going to take a few more. And like I said, folks, I apologize, but this is going to be a, a short show tonight. I got to get up at 4.30 in the morning to get ready to do the morning show. And, uh, man, if you're not doing anything, you know, you can check it out. I know some of you, well, no, most of you are not in South Carolina, but you can still listen online. Play, like, mostly, like, inspirational music. We play gospel in the morning from, like, 6 to 10. So if you're into, like, gospel music and stuff like that, man, you know, you can you can check it out. Um you know, I'll make sure I send a link. You know, I'll make sure I send a link where y'all can click on it once again, uh, 6 to 10 uh, Eastern Standard Time. So if you up in the morning want to listen to something, listen to your boy. Uh, I meant to start in rotation. My bad. I I, I know what you meant, Chemo. I, I know what you meant. Uh, you know, but I feel like Alex Azzalone is the guy. Uh, Daniel uh, says cream of wheat. Yeah, for real. Man, cream, cream of wheat. Yeah, I would take all that over to any one of those guys. Uh, who that, TJ? Do you think if Traquan does move to the number two spot, then he will finally have his breakout year? You know, John, um, I thought about something. And this came from Mike Tatiye. You know, no, this came from Mike Triplett, too. He was talking about Traquan Smith possibly moving to the outside. When Traquan Smith was in college, he said when Traquan Smith was in college at Central Florida, he played on the outside. He didn't play on the inside and play in the slot. And he felt like the addition of Emmanuel Sanders, who was probably mostly going to be playing in the slot, he felt like it's going to open up an opportunity for Traquan Smith to play on the outside, and maybe we'll see the best of Traquan Smith. So I don't think he's going to be a number two receiver. I think Emmanuel Sanders got that on lock. Kevin says, uh, let's see. Kevin says, who would you take? PJ or Fred Thomas? PJ. <laughs> PJ. Uh, Ace says, Traquan has been a huge disappointment. Yep, I agree with that. Ramsey says, uh, if we can get Griffin and uh, uh, Kirkpatrick this season, do you think the defense could be better than the Dome Patrol, even though they played a 3-4 defense? Well, Kirkpatrick already been signed. I, I don't know if he got signed by the Eagles or the Bears, one of those teams. He, but he he ended up, uh, I think he ended up uh, getting signed already, if I'm not mistaken. No, 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 no. I take that back. That was Dark Quest Denard. I'm not sure if uh, Kirkpatrick got signed or not. But uh, Dark Quest Denard, you know, I know he got signed. That was somebody that I thought the Saints may want to look at. But I don't know. You know what I'm saying? If Kirkpatrick is still out there, why not? Elson Griffin, I feel like the Saints, uh, you know, it, I don't think they'll change up their defense. To be honest with you, Ramsey, the Saints play 3-4. Three, uh, three, they, You know, uh, Dennis Allen changes up the schemes. He plays 4-3. He plays 3-4. He throws a little bit of Tampa 2 up in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's what the Saints do. So, uh, I don't think they're going to change it up completely. I don't think they want to go 3-4 anymore. I think they they – don't want to deal with that disaster. I think they tried to do that when Rob Ryan was the, the defensive coordinator and it didn't work out for him. Uh, Davenport underrated. I agree with that. That's what that what Levi said. Chosen says, if Colin, is Colin Kaepernick planning on returning to the NFL, do you now 
know the latest on him well i don't see that happening i don't see that happening folks i think it's over for colin kaepernick and honestly i don't even think he needs the nfl anymore and honestly if i were colin kaepernick why would i want to go back to the nfl because one you know what i'm saying like you can continue continuously capitalize on being a martyr and you know is always in the back of people's mind like man he could have played he could have played if you go out there and stink it up you kind of ruin your mystique so why not i mean you're making more money outside of football than you would be playing football period you know what i'm saying what you might get what a one or two million dollar deal so i say stay where you at you know Ain't nobody going to be better than the Dawn Patrol. All those linebackers were the truth. Yeah, man, I mean, you, you got to go back to, like, the 70 Steelers to find, like, a collection of guys that can just play at a high level like those guys. And even though a lot of those guys that were part of that Steelers team, you know what I'm saying, me and Joe Green and people like Jack Lambert and Mel Blunt, Mel Blunt all those guys, you know what I'm saying, who made the defense what it was, uh, the Saints had some guys who I, I feel – probably later on down the line going to going into the hall of fame people like uh pat pat swilling and even sam mills you know what i'm saying i feel like you know he probably gonna be like one of those players down the line probably be dead and gone somewhere uh probably gonna end up making a hall of fame because i mean if you look at the nfl top 10 you know what i'm saying they, they named the, the top linebackers of all time the saints dawn patrol was number one so we got a lot of respect for him um let's see uh, last question of the night it says i really think we should have considered resigning eli apple yeah it wouldn't have been a bad idea in my opinion you know eli apple you know he he, he did some okay things for the saints he did okay when marshawn Lattimore was out and he was the number one corner follows uh for for a couple weeks so i think he gonna do okay in carolina you know i don't think that he just gonna wet the bed too much and they really counting on him to really step it up. So, but I want to say thank you very much, everybody, for this Saints QA edition of the State of the Saints podcast. I really do appreciate that. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com, search the State of the Saints podcast. Also, uh, Facebook.com, search the State of the Saints podcast. Check your boy out on Twitter once again, State of Saints. That's State of Saints on Twitter. You can check out the audio version of the State of the Saints podcast on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. And also you can use Alexa uh, to uh, listen to the State of the Saints podcast or even, I think, I think even uh, Google Mini here. Let me check. Hey, Google. Play the State of the Saints podcast. All right. Here's where you stopped in the State of the Saints podcast. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Hey, Google. Stop. So I guess you can. (laughs) But thank you very much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, man. Y'all have a great night, uh, great morning, great evening, wherever you're listening to this. I really do appreciate it. And like always, all I got to say is, who that?